0: Hey, hey, this is Horn's Up coming to you all the way from Bangalore. We're sitting in Coconut Grove, which is this awesome place, which is serving us some nice drinks for you and for... Uh, alcoholic
1: and non-alcoholic. Alcoholic
0: and non-alcoholic.
1: And great water.
0: <laughs> yeah, by the way, people, did you recognize whose voice that was? The guy who's drinking water.
1: (laughs) The only guy who drinks water, (laughs) basically.
0: Every person drinks water. Yeah, team hydration. Team hydration. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving it blank because I'm allowing you to remember whose voice this was. This is somebody who's, for the first time, our second ever guest on the show. Our second ever guest. Yeah, second. The pressure's on. Insane.
2: But, I mean, considering the response to our last... Time we had him on board, we had to get him back again, man.
0: Exactly. So, can you tell everybody else who it is?
2: So it's none other than Anurag Taget. Taget, yeah, okay, Taget. I gotta it. It. Got correct yeah. this Thank time We you. got it. We got
0: it absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah, and yes, yeah, so Anurag, thanks for uh, coming to where we are in Bangalore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we came
1: all the way to Bangalore. <laughs> Just to meet you. <laughs> Just to meet you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's insane. Welcome to Bangalore. Uh, great weather, I'm sure. It's yeah, harmless. yeah, much better Amazing. weather.
0: And I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah, we're doing this in a slightly uh, near the... We're we in Church Street, and it's, of course, a bit noisy. So apologies for that. But, yeah, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Okay, uh, what are we here doing? We're doing another All ace album. And this time we're looking at a sound that... Many people or purists won't actually consider metal, right? Yeah. But yeah. it is as metallic or as metalish as you can possibly think of it. I, and we're I, talking about proper old school hardcore, actually not old school, but like more modern hardcore. Yeah. um Peter, this serves as a good entry point for you, right? Oh,
2: yeah. And I'm going to put this up right up front in there because, like, for me, this album was new to me. But, dude, this album is probably ballsier. And has more guts than like most of the Indian releases I've heard in the last few years. Fuck <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, yeah. yeah, which yeah.
0: album are we talking about? We are talking about Great Britain by UK's Gallows. It's their uh, second, album. second album. Yes, it's the second album. It was released 2000. Uh, it was released second May 2009 through Warner Brothers Records. That means this is its tenth year. Yeah. So a decade old. Uh By this time, Gallows had been together for four years. They had an incredible debut with uh, Orchestra of Wolves. I don't know if you've listened to that one yet, Peter. i heard
2: a few singles from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot more singles yeah. on it. Like, yeah. Uh, that remains one of the best debut albums I've ever heard by a band. Uh, and it's full of the angriness, apathy and intelligence you'd expect from British punk rock as such. And tied in with music that's uh, thrashier than conventional punk rock, which gives rise to that entire hardcore kind of a sound. Um, what are your thoughts on Orchestra of Wolves?
1: Uh, again, like it wasn't my introduction to Gallows, okay? You know, because Great Britain was, yeah. Um, and I think Great Britain came out of a time when I was also in. Well, I wasn't in the UK, but like I think I came across Great Britain, you know, while I was studying in the UK. So it kind of really helped, like, to understand that you know, there's understand like a new perspective, new voices to the whole thing from from just the the younger generation I guess but yeah man no, no I haven't I mean like whatever I've heard selectively of orchestra of Wolves like I really liked but uh-huh. Grave Britain is still my go to Gallows album
0: okay uh, well orchestra of Wolves it made waves amongst music circles quickly climbed up to uh, like pretty high on the UK charts as well so much so that they got signed down to uh, by Warner Brothers for like Around one million pounds, which is a fucking huge amount. Yeah, for a bunch right. Of um, and again, you
2: never think like when I heard it, I was like, "Wait, this is a mainstream release." Like, exactly. This is getting... And why
0: the fuck would Warner Brothers want yeah. such an edgy band yeah. on their roster in the first place? Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. That that still uh, boggles my mind. I'm I'm guessing it's betting on creating a new trend or something of that sort. But whatever, that's just a guess.
2: Who yeah. knew what the record label had mind in at that had time. in store?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, the brand the band at that time would be accused of selling out i'm pretty sure i'm
1: pretty sure <laughs> as is as is the norm as is the norm to
0: which uh, band frontman at that time frank carter replies and i quote uh, "Great britain would be 49 minutes of aggressive music and uh, signing the contract had not influenced the band to record a poppy or commercial album
2: yeah i remember yeah, reading like that
0: dumb as fuck statement to make i mean in, in terms of not dumb as fuck by the band but dumb as fuck as needed for the audience to hear. Yeah,
1: It's not something you really need to say or put out. Exactly, yeah. I think this is what
2: happens with PR, right? Like uh, pre-release PR, you got to like just
1: tell the audience. You got to put out like one generic statement that... Yeah, exactly. This is uh, our
2: heaviest album yet. (laughs) 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 It's the most brutal album yet. Sounds familiar, guys? Yeah, (laughs) completely, yeah.
0: Okay, so... uh, Carter explained that the premise of the album, uh, and he explained this in an article to, in in an interview to Kerrang magazine saying, and I quote again, Britain is fucked. Great Britain is all about what's going on socially, politically and economically in the UK and how it affects us. And that statement largely sets the scene for the album, it has 13 tracks to it, uh, clocks in at approximately 52 minutes, so should we begin Checking out whether it's an all-A's album. Sure, yeah. Sure. It's yeah. yeah. yeah? All right. So first up, you have uh, the riverbank, which is it's it's an introduction. It's just a warning call of sorts. There's the sound of water, yeah, which is I, supposed to be an actual recording of the river Thames. Th- yeah, yeah, Thames. That's yeah? what it is. It's not Thames. It's Thums.
2: My apologies. Thums. Thums. Yeah, I know.
0: It's, it's fucking. Wait, it, you live in the UK. Thums. Yeah, yeah. thums. The okay. river Thums. The <laughs> river toms. Yeah, It's uh, something uh, like uh, that. It's not Thames. Uh, that's uh, like uh, saying uh, Thane is Thane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not, not Thames, that's all I know. Uh, it up. We'll
1: take your word for it.
0: Yeah, it immediately, like, it immediately sounds way more heavier, darker, murkier and grittier than Orchestra of Wolves. I think it signals the fact that the band wants to essay a more mature voice with this. I don't know if you guys want to rate it individually or not because it's just a small it. production okay, oh, clip.
2: But, but I like the part like once like the sound recording kind of ends and I can't remember. It's, it like, just it's like a proclamation in there and that just was like for me like and I'm going to go first at it because uh-huh. this was a new album to me. Hearing that part, I was like, whoa, what are these guys on? Like what's going on? It piqued oh. my interest. So it worked great that way. Yeah. That whole contrast and that segue going in. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so are we are True we clubbing
1: it together? Should well, we I mean, I d- Yeah, fair enough. Because I mean, like literally, one of the first things that he says on the track, which like you know is like what? Um, the queen. Uh, yeah, the, the, the queen is dead, and so is the crown. Basically, yeah. you know, and like that's that's a pretty powerful proclamation, and but probably as you know, like hardcore as it gets, right? Yeah. So um, that's why I felt like we could we could like rate it on its own that way because you know that comes under the riverbank, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So the. Uh, The riverbank is the instrumentally introduction, that's about it. And then it comes into London is the reason. And yes, they should be taken as together, so one and two is together. London is the reason immediately picks up the pace, sets the lyrical tone for the rest of the album. It makes Frank Carter seem like a village storyteller, he's making a proclamation as you guys said. And you can't take your ears away from what he says. Uh, yeah, that chorus, true. holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> classic <laughs>
1: fist-pumping <laughs> shit, you know, yeah. and like that wiry riff that like, yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. into, that's one, insane. One thing
2: I must add, and this I'm gonna repeat probably, so that's why I'm putting it out front first, is the thing that struck me about the album is the lyrics. It's yeah. just that this is really smart stuff and if because you can clearly understand it compared to like most extreme music and stuff Even like that. Even with that
0: thick yeah. gnarly as fuck voice of his true but it yeah. sticks
2: in your head and the, and lyrically there's like every song has some part that just stu- sticks in your head yeah. and it keeps playing and over repeated listens it just gets more and more kind of like sticks to you like this vicious toffee Yeah, if I may. true
1: and again it's not like other bands didn't do it at the time but I feel like what Gallows did on this album was that they just sort of put all those elements together yeah. like they, they had that real intense pissed off like yeah. vocalist but and they also had the gang
0: vocals exactly and, yeah. and, the, and, they, and it sounds genuine it sounds authentic as fuck yeah like exactly. you can tell that it's a product of their time
2: and just making a reference to what we said earlier this is a great way to like show middle finger to everyone and say we haven't sold out
1: right of course yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> so let's 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 rate it oh yeah a plus a plus a plus a plus, a plus.
0: A plus. A plus. A plus. so we're off to a flying start uh, coming on to track number three which is leeches uh, it's even faster than the than London is the reason it's it's more punk than heavy showing off their roots more melody chunky bass lines excellent lyrics the leeches of course over here are uh, the politicians and the yeah. government it's the breakdown that really changes the song for me though, because Same. so far, up till the breakdown, it's a decent track. It's like every other uh, ranty punk song that you've heard. Yeah. But the moment that breakdown begins, holy fuck, it just takes up that entire song to a notch. And you can see that this would be a fucking banger live. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, when
2: I was listening to the song, the first part, I was like, wait, this kind of sounds like the previous song. And then suddenly, boom. Yeah. Like, that whoa, breakdown whoa. is holy fuck. <laughs> what just for yeah. I, think,
1: I think that's what, like gallows really bring to the table like overall throughout great britain you know like there's just like there's a lot of things that are familiar and then there's something that just completely astounds you um yeah like in this like just the whole chaotic hardcore vibe that this song has you know like it was yeah like i mean that was even to somebody who's heard like hardcore music or punk music who's into that kind of music like this just sounds like really really convincing
0: yeah yeah
1: so, so, A plus, A, plus? Yeah. a, plus, yeah. a plus, it's an A for me, okay. it's not an A plus for me, but it is an
0: A, definitely. Yeah. And it's the breakdown that really makes it an A for me over mm-hmm. here. Alright, cool. Um, next up is black eyes. <laughs> I, I have a running joke with a friend about this because it's all about that, uh, finding that little razor which is stuck in your shoe. <laughs> and then whenever we whenever we're just asking where uh, where to meet next if i'm picking her up or if she's picking me up we both will just end up screaming i know where you live <laughs> it's become a running joke yeah wow um, yeah i've never thought to, <laughs>
2: uh, of, of, to associate a punk song with something like that <laughs> oh, dude, you were like
0: memes
1: before memes
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah again this the song only picks up towards the end it's got that lovely lyrical section to keep you busy at the front end of sorts Uh, and then the music takes over at the back end. I think it's lyrically stronger and musically not as strong as the previous tracks. But uh, again, I don't know how they keep doing this on this album. Uh, The thing when it just comes together, that's what makes it a great track. It's not just about having really good lyrics or just about having really good music. Somehow they balance each other out and it makes for a a wholesome song at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I feel
2: sad that, like, I didn't have a lyric booklet to kind of refer because this is, this would be, like, one of those albums that the first time you hear it, it's like, whoa, what's going on? What's he saying? Did he really say this? Then you open the lyric booklet. Like, in the sense of discovery, I'm just going back in the day. That's how I would have done it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know, though. Like, I mean, I would just, like, assume what he said because, like, it's just so pissed off, like, yeah. the intent. Like, you can't, you can't sit still to this, you know, like, I mean, like, it has... For me, like it felt like it had a little bit of a classic punk vibe, uh-huh. like that way rhythmically. Yeah, yeah, it is. And but then, like towards the end, there's that whole breakdown and everything. Correct. Which and is it's, just, a it's a straightforward.
0: yeah. Sta- yeah, I get I get where you're coming from because it's pretty straightforward beat. Dict, yeah. And like,
2: I think for somebody who's like not into punk or like who's into punk also, you just like one thing about this album. I felt again, all across the songs, the first few parts of it, the initial few riffs are like, oh, I've heard this before. What? What did they do just now? Wait, go back. <laughs> and like, this is where,
1: you know... Yeah, how did they listen. get into that? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, where do they go, really? True. A-plus, man, for A-plus for you? Don't.
0: Fuck, that's like... Okay, it's an A from me uh, for this one. But yeah, very strong song, Peter. Same. What? And, and
2: a
1: Same a+. as an A-plus or A? Yeah, A-plus.
0: A-plus? Yeah. Holy
2: shit. Because for me, like... Again, my perspective is... From someone approaching it, like... As a new listen. And uh-huh. I'm... Ri- like, for me... Going back... And I'm like, whoa, okay. Dude, this is... Like how you said about Great Britain, like this is a great way for me to discover. And that's where we were having a chat before this about the band and stuff like that. Because, sorry, I'm going to go a little different angle for it. But that's what I said, because when I looked the band up and I was like, oh, wow, there's a common member with Alexis on fire. And then I kind of looked up their thing and I was like, okay, different singer. So I need to like look at these two albums uh, separately, kind of explore it. Yeah, and then is it the same intensity and stuff like that? So, for me, this would have been a great album if I had to introduce somebody to
1: to this sound. Yeah, yeah to this or to sound the
2: band or like related albums also.
1: True, man. I mean, like, uh, like the reason I got even more interested in Gallows after Grey Britain was because Wade joined the band, and like I okay. was, I was really into Alexis on Fire already, uh-huh. and I didn't know Wade could like front a band. Like, I couldn't know like, I, and I was. I mean, obviously, at that point, I was wondering, wait, how is a Canadian in an English band, you know? Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how does this work? That was the first time I was I was really bummed when Frank left. That's true, though. I mean, uh, so, like, I saw Gallows at, like, in 2012 at the Slam Dunk Festival in Hatfield, and George, I mean, sorry, Wade was Wade already... Was there, yeah. yeah, he was already fronting the band, man. And By that he, time, they released a third
0: album, too. Exactly, yeah. and yeah,
1: it was just crazy energy, man. For sure, like... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, even without
0: Frank in it, who brings in this awesome fucking energy of his own, the music really... Really, it's, it, it, I mean, it, it, it ends up just bouncing you around. Okay, let's get back on track. Yeah. Uh, fifth song is I Dread the Night. Now, this song cements the fact that Gallows, to me, they know how to write meaty, memorable chorus parts. You'll be singing along with that chorus well after that song is over. And I love that one little part that precedes the end. Uh, in which uh, Frank yells out, we are the new black and we are as serious as a heart attack.
1: <laughs> it, that's actually, I mean, as funny as it is, like it's what elevates this song for me from a B to an A because <laughs> I was just like, wow, he's got hooks. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? You know, but, like, it's but, so rock and roll. <laughs> but
2: but from the metalhead in me,
1: <laughs> I must add this.
2: There was one part, one of the riffs in the middle, I can't remember the exact time. But it kind of reminded me of Metallica, <laughs> I Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wow. like, huh? Well, what? What did I hear? Like, let me just go back. And I'm like, no, no, it's not my ear. It just sounds familiar.
1: <laughs> oh, is this like one of those things where you hear something and be like, Metallica already did it. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Poses. Poses. Yeah, they are not heavy. They're just copying Metallica. Oh, well. But, <laughs>
2: yeah, but like... Again, I'm coming back, and now since we're halfway through, it's just we're not
0: halfway through. Yeah, we're almost, almost halfway, halfway through. through. Yeah. It's
2: just the lyrics, man, because they're like a couple of lines in there, would just make you go like, "Wow, this oh, is deep." And again, as somebody who primarily listened to a lot of like Offspring and like stuff, would that would be like pop punk and stuff like Yeah, that. a little uh-huh. lighter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then getting introduced like this. And then putting it into the context, like I can't even imagine what it would have been like, like listening to when this album came out, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and you know, like this track is the one that reminds me most of Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, like because yeah, it actually, feels like, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. so surreal because it's ten years ago, and if you hear Frank Rattlesnake, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes now, like he's still doing this stuff, except like now he. Um, you know, I guess, concentrates more on the hooks, basically. Yeah, He's not, yeah. not so pissed off, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course, that comes with age. Your anger <laughs> lessens slightly or you get begin to get angry about other stuff. Anyways, quick ratings on this one. For me, it's an A. It's an
2: A. I'm putting it to B just for that Metallica.
0: <laughs> cool. Alright, alright, alright. Song number 6 is uh, Death Voices. Uh, this is a song about the end of the world. Okay, it makes a reference to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. However, these are things that exist in the world, so they aren't fairy tales as such. Well. So Gallows, uh, through the song, they're saying that the apocalypse is going to be brought about by humanity, wow, soothsayers, uh, non-fictional <laughs> riders of beastly horses. Uh, it's a bit more complex than the previous songs. It's got more music elements in it, Like yeah. more, by that I mean more instrumental parts to it. Yeah. Uh, but once again, it's the breakdown and the chorus and especially that part with uh, which is that, uh, that cappella section uh, who would think that an acapella section could work so well on a hardcore album and yeah. then it ends off with that classical interlude kind of a Outer, that, yeah, outro that, kind that, of that thing. sample kind of a thing which just pushes the entire weight of the song or the, of the entire world onto the listener in my opinion
1: yeah, this so for I me mean, is one of the masterpieces was, of the album yeah and it was really well produced like that's I guess again like that's probably them putting to use their major exactly, like yeah, label money, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Definitely, you know and like yeah. really scaling up Um, because it sounds really well made and really well produced and um, like I mean it doesn't this song exactly doesn't offer too much new for me from what we already hear on the album but I really like it just for that outro and also just for the fact that you know Frank Carter just gets into that space where which every hardcore vocalist I think does at some point, and he just goes, "Just kill yourself," you know. Like, uh, I'll be like, "Cool, yeah." That's that's a yes for it, me. It
0: it signals the shift to the second side of the album as such, right? Pretty much. Like you're done with the uh, uh, you're done with the animal animalistic anger, and now it's time to put on your thinking caps and then get angry. Yeah, I mean,
2: for me, again, this doesn't like again when you compare like the more punk punk or hardcore uh-huh. punk bands. This, there is something that you still has something for people who are into like more melodic stuff also. So there's something interesting in there, I feel. And again, it's not your typical hardcore punk, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at both of you since. Yeah, no, it's not. not, it's, exactly. not it's not
0: at all. I would say A, man. A for you? Yeah. It's an A-plus from me on this one. Or actually an A-minus. I'll make it an A-minus because the A-plus songs on this album are a different league of their own.
1: True. Yeah, uh, still A- for me, also. And, and, and I think that's like, that. now we're going
2: further into the album, you kind of have, and for me, as I went more into the album, I had
1: reference points, like, okay, yeah, is this yeah. song, or what, what about this? And then exactly, yeah. It becomes tough, right? Yeah, you have more reference points, basically. Yeah.
0: Alright. Okay, so coming into the next song, or... I don't know what... what uh, here's a question. Uh, the Vulture, Act 1 and Act 2. Technically, they are two different tracks. Okay. But uh, I, I definitely think they have to go hand in hand.
1: True. I remember they released a video just for Act 2, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the first oh, time no. I heard it was together, basically. I yeah, heard same Act here. One and Act I heard Act
0: 1 and Act 2 and they both interlude into each other. They connect each other. I think they have to be taken as a as one song on its own. What do you think, Peter? Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, yeah, fair Of course. Yeah, fair enough? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, This would technically be Song 7 and Song 8, but it's together and we are treating them as the vulture overall. Um, You realize what that classical piece uh, that ends Death Voices was trying to do, right? It was trying to just set the vulture act 1 up because it begins on such a somber, serious note. Frank is singing here. I mean, this is the first time in the entire Gallows uh, discography so far that you've heard him singing uh, clean notes. And immediately it's memorable only because of that reason. But uh, here's an interview that he did with Kerang from April 2009, where he states that this song overall is about all the forgotten children who die before their parents. And what happens if one of those children becomes death's apprentice.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Heavy. Heavy. Deep (laughs) as fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it sets it up in that nice, somber manner. And then, of course, the energy is brought back up when we get to Act Two, and it's back to typical Gallows territory. I love that riff just hits before the end, and we have some samples to round the whole thing out. Fucking masterpiece, the best song they've done on this. No, it's not the best song that they've done as an album, but uh, yeah, I think it's a number two over here, or number three maybe actually, because I love what the I love the remainder of songs that are still here. I was, just, I was
2: just surprised with how the whole song kind of flowed. It because builds again, up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy I shit.
0: Mean, and and
2: that's the thing, like, you you know, you have those uh, conceptual metal bands and stuff like that that do yeah. it. But when you just look how deep it is,
0: come on. Forget the deep, like, it's it's not even, like, of course, when you analyze the lyrics and stuff, it becomes, uh, it hits you even harder. Yeah. A, I think it's great that that the gallows, that the gallows somehow yeah. managed to, find this artistic side and brought it here onto this album because it immediately set them on a league above most of the other bands that were trying to do this kind of a sound like they were this was this was just good music period regardless of genres or anything of that sort of
1: course which you know like i would like to think that british bands do better than american bands like i hate to say it but like i mean i think it's out there like they're more more capable of making i feel in intelligible music you know, yeah like so is
0: it the Americans will be in charge of the listicles while the Britishers would do the thought pieces <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to go there.
1: and and that's the thing like even if somebody was to hear just vultures, vulture, the vulture act 1 and 2 like, they would probably say that oh has Gallows sold out but clearly no like this is exactly what you do when you have like a big budget with you or yeah, you know course, and like yeah, you you, and when and, you actually yeah. think about what you want exactly, to do with your yeah. music and the message yeah.
0: they can see you can see that the band is trying to kick higher and they managed to achieve it with this song definitely an a plus for me on this one yeah a plus
1: so, yeah like, a plus
0: a plus and, and that
2: was the thing like this is was one of the tracks I didn't really expect to hear because uh-huh. like here you go like from the start balls out aggression and stuff like that and then this hits you and you're like Okay, what did I just hear, right? (laughs) Like, what did these guys, and just like you said, I mean, like,
1: yeah. Of course, I
2: I didn't have the context of, okay, the big budget and the uh, selling out bit, but
1: like, it's just so tastefully done, like that. It just, and and, you know, like, again, it tells you also how important they think about uh, stuff like sequencing and, you know, just the album listing and and stuff. Like the songwriting. Completely thought of that. I'm
2: glad you brought that up because, you know, a lot of times, with albums in general, whatever music you're listening to, and especially in a time like this where it's all about the singles, this is one of those albums you want to listen to it and hence why we're doing this whole thing track by track. Yeah. It actually makes sense and you can clearly tell they've thought this through, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't. And it's not just
0: another track. I mean, it's think just, about, it, think about it if yeah. it
2: was on like a cassette or vinyl.
0: Yeah. But, I'm guessing this would have, this, this would be the second song on that side. Yeah. Yeah
1: pretty so, much yeah. and you know like it, and it ties into what we were talking about with the Pantera album yeah, right? like, exactly, that yeah, was exactly, honestly yeah. not sequenced so well yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, but oh, this, yeah. Yeah. this is like perfect basically
0: yeah. alright so uh, A plus from me uh, round of A plus yep. for this one awesome uh, the riverbed is up next and it starts off with that sirens blaring completely changes place a bit it flows brilliantly from act 2 I think it uh, I end up whenever I think of the of this of of our Vulture Act 2, I have, like, my mind automatically starts playing the riverbed just after it. Um, it's it's mostly instrumental, save for the Let It Rain, that, that gang chorus uh, chants and a couple of vocal lines. I love that opening riff. It's fucking, fucking heavy. Yeah. It's a um, headbanger of a riff. It's definitely a song that will incite mosh bits uh, oh, yeah. around the world, wherever they play and, this. And, I don't know. Did, did, they, did they play this when you saw them live?
1: no they did not actually but i know uh oh wait no they did yeah they did and they played leeches as well ah yeah that was yeah yeah, cool.
0: yeah Im- immediately it sounds as one of the bangers of the album as such yeah and de- like this yeah. is one
2: of the bands that you know i wish i saw live and like oh fuck yes was yeah. like can you imagine in a place like, of course, I'm going to use this, Bombay, sorry, Bangalore, but uh. imagine a place like Bombay, B6, B69, having a band like this play. would have, like, holy like, shit, ripped the place apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's completely like the RIP B69 game. Yeah, <laughs> no more gigs after that one. Somebody's falling, probably like falling through the ceiling or something. I don't know. Resurrection again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the three of you who got that reference well you are yeah. as old as we are in the scene <laughs> okay anyways uh, A plus from me on the riverbed yeah
1: A plus just sure. for all the chaos for sure yeah and, yeah, and
2: you know for me th- th- these parts of the album can I can see like the grindcore or the you know power Island spanning me like yeah like this is the kind of stuff and you can I can just imagine like for people who've been lis- who kind of got the introduction on the- this is one of the early albums they listened to. Can you imagine like the progression they made yeah. into their listening? Yeah. yeah. It's like how it happened with us
0: listening to Somebody's mixing drinks.
2: That see I made the noise core,
1: grind core thing, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. This okay, wait, we'll just wait for that to like, subdue a bit.
1: This podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> this for pod- meet the mixtures. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, next up after the riverbed is The Great Forgiver. This is the first song on the album that actually doesn't do a lot for me. Um, it's a fantastic track, of course, but I don't think it matches the intensity of the previous eight songs at all. Uh, I love the music in the middle section. That guitar part is still what makes it a bit memorable, but yeah, True, like I mean, overall, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's a B for me on that one. It's yeah. the
2: same thing. I found, actually, I'm going to club this with, which was a single, I can't remember, because I watched the video for it. It was that
1: Misery. Probably watched Misery.
2: Yeah, I, was, that was also, this, I felt similarly about that, where I was like,
0: oh. No. What? No. What? No, what? no. <laughs> not at all. Okay, hang on. The mis- you Misery might have seen is, maybe yeah, Graves. Might, was it
1: yeah. a song
2: with clean vocals? I can't remember. The this is the thing now <laughs> okay
1: yeah i okay. mean well this is that song which i think they just left in there because mm. it's just like one of the other songs you know yeah. like it, it has all the trademarks of gallows but it doesn't seem to have that extra special something that brings exactly. it to yeah. the front i would say like it's for, forgettable that way
0: um especially with the rest of the songs on the album i think yeah, as a standalone track okay it's not bad but uh, on the album it just doesn't it doesn't live up to the intensity of the others
1: yeah I mean like it's I feel like Frank Car- you know Carter and like just the whole band they still bring whatever they brought to the rest of the other songs like I mean there's still that harrowed intensity to it yeah, and you yeah, know correct. the yeah. gang vocals and everything but yeah I mean if you, again, again like what you said you know like if you heard the whole album and if you heard the, all the previous songs then you know like yeah, what does this do yeah. for that's you that's
2: the kind of analysis I had because like I had no reference point to the Gallows before this mm. right so then when we put in the framework that we put in now, you're just trying to wonder like what's going on,
0: right? Okay. So, uh, uh-oh, is this the B? For me, it's a B. Yeah, still a B. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Track number 10 is Graves. Now, this is heavy as fuck. It's literally a killer of a song and I say it's literally because I reckon it's about someone knowingly killing another for the first time ever. (laughs) It's intense as shit musically. And then the realization dawns in uh, when the music goes down and the vocals are tuned up for the singer to realize what the fuck he's done. After after uh, The Great Forgiver, I can forgive that song now. Uh, Gallows are back in prime, pristine territory with graves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think this was one of the first Gallo songs I'd ever heard. I don't know how I came across it. I think it was on a Rock Sound compilation. Like I used to subscribe to Rock uh-huh. Sound magazine. was damn cool dude. I yeah. love
2: like compilations. Like yeah. That.
1: Like, and you know, it just introduced you so much varied music. And I think it introduced you to music that wasn't necessarily like the lead single or anything like that. Yeah. So I think Graves was, was one of those things. Because um, I think, if I'm going back just to dwell
2: on this compilation,
1: It wasn't like a
2: label guy who was like, ah, this is our first single, this goes on, this kind of thing. It's just somebody who's like, okay, let's end it. But yeah, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I feel like this song, but honestly, like this song gets better for me only when Simon Neal comes on, like because that was completely surprising. I was like, who's Simon Neal? And I was like, Biffy Clyro. I was like, oh shit, like what (laughs) is he doing on this album? And that, again, you know, like a kind of guest appearance like that, like I feel like it's, again, been very thought out and very tastefully done so like that's I mean, where it a budget. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. you can and pull out shit like this I mean, I don't know if Gallows were actually friends with Biffy Clyro I guess they were I mean otherwise they wouldn't have just asked Simon to get on well, like could, that yeah
0: it could have just been one of their wishes of maybe maybe Franks or maybe someone somebody else from the brand yeah.
1: yeah true and I mean like I think he's he is what like really does the song justice for me like I mean that's what elevates the song for me to like an A basically
0: yeah yeah for me it's an A too yeah. A, all right, awesome. I, I, I'm,
2: I'm trying to wonder what more to add to, it, <laughs> to you guys.
0: <laughs> okay, track number eleven is Queensbury Rules. That's up next. It seems like typical Gallows fare. It's a heavier version of uh, of stuff that I that that I've heard on Orchestra of Wolves. It's one of the weaker songs on the album for me. Like similar to uh, the Great Forgiver, but it's still a fucking good song. Um, the rest of the album is insanely better. That's just about it. Um, right. I mean, but but what I like to... Special about to that, I, I I love that one line, I have to say that, that uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fucking call. I love that <laughs>
1: fucking line. I feel like you need to have something like that to, you know, remind people that there's a fucking hardcore album, you know? Like, <laughs> you need to have lines yeah. like that. To, yeah. You yeah. need to have I lines agree. like that, especially delivered by people like Frank Carter, to really drive that point home. I mean, I really like this song for the number of changes that it goes through, yes. which is again, yes. like, I feel like it's surprising for a band like Gallows, at least at the point that they were in at uh, their careers. Um, but again, like that's what's good about it. Like I feel like they just they went nuts with this and it turned out pretty well. So that it's an yeah, A for me. It's an A for me too. Yeah, one of the things about, I
2: think, what I liked and I'm repeating myself is that there's so many changes in there. Like You know, you start off and you're like, oh, I've heard this. Oh, I know. Okay, they're going. And for me, the unpredictability of the album was just like, okay like what what do these guys really al- and, and that makes you question like it's a lot of elements like I said earlier uh-huh. I found them exactly what you would find on any of the grindcore albums right like a lot of the, like, it, yeah, the so- yeah. societal stuff and things like that if you kind of take and I I know you brought this up earlier that you can't separate the lyrics in there but for me this album the lyrics really stood out and then the way they're delivered they're like oh, you wouldn't have gang vocals and, again, an element like this is only, like, how would I put it? I mean, I'm at loss for the word. But it fits in only with stuff like hardcore, right? Yeah. You don't have, like, gang vocals in any other genre, really.
0: Hip-hop. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Arena rock. Yeah. Arena rock yeah. rock, yeah. Yeah, Biffy Clyro, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and I, I really like that this, actually, this might be, like, the slowest Gallo song on, on like, on this album in the sense of like some part of it, obviously not yeah, the whole song. Yeah. But like, I feel like some of the riffs just have like a very classic sort of tone to it.
0: Yeah. And, and by, by, by slow, you're not referring to the actual tempo of the thing. You're just yes. referring to maybe slightly tuned down in terms of. Heaviness. Yeah, it's just
1: evenly tempered. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. E- even, evenly tempered. Correct. Yeah. But still, so it's a decent enough song for me. I'll, I'll give it a I'll, I'll give an A minus. Uh, a-. Yeah.
1: A a, a. 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 Okay, a. good. Okay. Um,
0: now, next next up is my favourite track on this album and possibly my favourite Gallows track ever, which is Misery. Um, I'm, I'm going to indulge a bit over here. Misery is about the singer's depression and how it is the only thing he has left in his life. Everything from the introduction on the piano and the drum rolls to the part where the band kicks in, comes together, everything is fucking perfect. Okay, the vocals and the lyrics. Damn, as someone who, like, I largely keep to myself, right? I don't open up easily to people, etc. This song just frees me up and lets me fucking loose. Uh, I've used this track as medication so many, so many times because it just helps me amp myself up and just helps me clear my mind. Um,
1: yeah, let I mean, me I, yeah. I can I can see why like uh you yeah, know like Animesh actually really loves this track because like literally like that fuzzy bassline intro in the beginning oh. like <laughs> I would like to play bass guitar just listening to that track. <laughs> you know? I would just be like shit <laughs> sign me up you know <laughs> I want to play that shit. Fuck ding 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 and it has I mean and it has the greatest breakdown I think like one of my favorite breakdowns of all time like this song <laughs> that, that's why it gets an A plus, basically. <laughs>
0: because this because is a fucking A triple plus for me. Yeah. But was this the single I'm talking about that they made the video for? They yeah, they have a video for this. Was uh, did the video you watch was uh, Frank etc in a suit? I can't remember dude. That's the thing
2: because half the times I watch, but
0: we'll watch it again and yeah, you can tell us yeah, later yeah, at yeah, that yeah, point yeah. in time. But yeah, this was one of the singles from the album. It had okay. a video release. Uh, it actually caused a lot of controversy too because of that lovely outro, which are the, the actual pig squeals. And I don't mean the vocals, like uh, the I actual pig that. squeals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah? <laughs> Here's something you may, know, you may not know about the pig squeals though. Uh, the band first said that they found a halal butcher and asked him to start preparing a pig for slaughter. And that's what these sounds are. They're recordings of that pig being slaughtered. What happens then is that Peter creates a fucking shitstorm. Of, of course. course they're fucking UK religion? where everything you say is a fucking offense um somebody gets offended i mean it's even more thin skinned than fucking india in that way and so the gallows eventually they end up revealing that it's all just a sample
1: wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a bummer immature fucking punks
1: <laughs> again just just another invitation to be actually called sellouts no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, damn
2: you like, you like i would like to
1: for them to have proposed this idea to Warner, like,
2: hey, we're gonna do this, or this is what I need a budget for.
0: (laughs) Imagine that meeting, eh? imagine that pitch. So how how are you going to spend 10 fucking thousand dollars or how many ever dollars? Um, I think Bhagat is out on the streets. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, uh, special mention to those lyrics, man. Misery is my only friend. She is the cold fucking snap. But she's not the end. Yeah, just dun, really dun. powerful stuff. Fucking so. awesome. Yeah, A A quadruple plus for me. Yeah. Huge uh, thumbs up. Yeah, huge <laughs> thumbs up. A yeah. plus for you. Yeah. Okay, plus. that is a A plus for Peter. A plus for Anurag uh, cool. too. Finally, we end the al- album with uh, Crucifix. With a song title like that, damn, you know what you're getting into, right? You don't expect to be, you don't expect it to let up, but it does, and then. It just goes on to sum the entire album up. It, the entire album ends on a really bleak note. It leaves you exhausted. It leaves me emotionally drained, like whenever I hear it in entirety. Um, yeah, and I'm including the outro, ambient part with the song itself. Such a beautiful ending. Yeah.
2: For me, this was the album, I was like, okay, who are these guys and why haven't I heard them before? <laughs> Thank you, Anurag, and thank you, Animesh. That was my feeling, dude. And like, especially for like somebody who didn't have like a person who kind of guided them into punk or kind of what punk was, was watching stuff you saw on TV and things like that, which is kind of like cookie cutter in a way if you want. Yeah. I'm just surprised like... Just
0: this kind of music This existed. kind of existed.
2: Yeah. Uh, if it was signed to a big label. And I which
0: think, they are, right? Yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, but I
2: was like surprised because I remember... Uh, picking up uh, rock sound and things like that so I'm surprised I never came across it but you know as we're calling this a punk or a hardcore record dude if you take it at like the essence these guys are fucking metal as fuck this dude. is a fucking
0: metal like, record for me yeah. like, like it is like it's still very yeah. much metal. which is why very we're metal. discussing
2: it on there man on this podcast because like A lot of people would like kind of say that and this is what happens when you become like an elitist of sorts. It's like, oh, I only listen to the most extreme band, which has less than 100 likes on Facebook and things like that. But fuck, dude, I'm just thinking and sorry, I'm going to take this forward. But while listening to this album and just looking at the state UK is in right now, Britain is right now. One of the beautiful things about music like this is it's relevant ten years later? Way more than it was. It yes. could have been Fuck, fucking yes. prophetic, man.
1: True. I mean, like hard times creates like hard music. You know, like that's what I always feel. Like, uh, and the time that this album came out was also a pretty difficult time for Britain. I think they were going through like, you know, recession. I mean, they were going facing recession. I believe. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. It was all over. Yeah, the, the recession d- yeah, was the- over. That, that uh, big Ma- lemon yeah, Brothers such, uh, had exact. just
0: come this about. This was the
2: part I would graduated from university so and looking out for a job.
1: So this would have been like my freaking
2: album if I lived in the UK.
1: And didn't get a job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But I mean essentially like this song itself like the first 40 seconds itself like you know they started like 100 you know like there's yeah, no 0 yeah, to 100 yeah, it's yeah. just 100 straight. And um, like again it goes through a few changes and like, including, like, that outro and yeah. everything, man. Like, they just do it so well. Like, it's, it's again, like, a very diverse song. Uh, and also, like, kind of, like, the kitchen sink approach, you know? Like, just just throw everything in there, see what happens. Um, but here's the thing. I don't think they're throwing it, like, just arbitrarily. It's 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 all done
0: with a reason. Right? I, I don't think it's, like, fuck, riff, riff, riff. These are our best riffs. We need to finish the album now. Here's what it is. True. It seems like a thought
1: out well exactly. I mean I feel like just with this song and Misery and all that stuff like I don't know why these songs are at the end of the album Yeah, because yeah, they are yeah, literally the best songs but bands don't usually do that anymore right like they don't yeah. save best for last necessarily No, but I think
2: see that this is again coming back to our discussion on uh, Pantera where we talked about just like how you'd when the album was recorded you'd actually have the sequencing done according to the cassette tapes and stuff like that yeah uh, with the CD that completely went out the door, right? So you could just go k- clip through the thing and, li- I mean, the CD and reach to your track. Or uh, now, like the way I listen to it right now, <laughs> streaming it on Apple Music, I don't know why it's not on Spotify, man. Oh, uh, wait, Warner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fuck Warner. So but big thumbs up to Apple Music. But yeah, man, uh, the way I listen to it, and I again went because for our exercise track by track but if i had to go like straight and listen to a couple of tracks i would have gone straight to the end man I'd, and if, if, I, if i had to introduce the tracks or if there was a few tracks that i'd want somebody to know that okay this is how diverse the band is it's not just your typical punk band and unfortunately like in india punk also the reference you have for punk
0: is, is very warped yeah. right it's, it's yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, Animesh, you can give us Fuck way, yeah. you, we, we can do a separate episode on this, I think man. we
0: should, we should. We should definitely yeah. explore, like, the heavier side of punk and that entire yeah. heavier branch of punk, etc., which ties into so many other metal genres as well. So, um, Anurag, what
2: are you doing
1: next week? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to make a reference to the Refuse on this, actually. Because okay. if Refuse said, like, this is the shape of punk to come, I would 100% believe them. Man. Yeah. Like, because... Like, it's just, and the difference is, like, even conceptually, uh, like, lyrically, um, like, it's so confrontational, like, the whole album and this song specifically. But, like, what I like is that at the end of it, they still have a solution. I mean, it's a pretty, like, you know, like, insane <laughs> solution. But they just say, you know, like, just break it all down, start again, basically. But they that's the solution, right? Like, you say start again. So, uh, you know, they're not just being, like, nihilist or anything like that. Or well, even, like...
2: Yeah, and, and I get where you're coming from because, like, mo- most bands or, like,
1: metal in general, you have a
2: very, like, bleak outl- outlook at life or just there. But I would love, like, and now since it's 10-year anniversary, I'd love to, like, just see, like, a reunion show or, uh, like, a special kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with Frank Carter
1: or something. Yeah, that true. would be, like... That Indian, would be fucking killer. Indian I, promoters, yeah, if why listening. isn't anybody doing that? That's true. I mean, I guess... It's probably some warner issues <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, the same reason why it's not on spotify
0: <laughs> yeah but so yeah a plus plus a plus plus for you a plus plus for me too yeah dude. i do okay, I so like,
2: like I'm, i must add i'm really grateful for you guys <laughs> for like introducing because this is the cool thing about doing podcast and writing is that in today's day and age there's so much music yeah that you have to listen to and I've been having this discussion over the last few weeks with people where essentially it's not about access to like money when earlier you had like yeah pay where the, where the to buy was, CDs yeah, or you had to like discover. Today you just open it up. You have free access. Forget like any of the streaming apps. YouTube, man.
0: Yeah, completely. So
2: yeah. I'm really glad you guys kind of wanted to discuss this album and I dove
0: into it. and Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for being open and... Yeah, absolutely. For, for enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. That was Great Britain. 13 tracks. Uh, unfortunately, it's not an All a's album because of one track which we all of us rated as B. So, I think the quest to find the All a's album will continue. That what? being said, it's still a fucking excellent album to listen to.
1: Yeah. yeah man
2: and if you've listened whoever's listening to this and has no idea who Gallows is and you've spent so much
1: time <laughs> crank up the album dude <laughs> seriously yeah I mean you'll probably break something yeah
0: <laughs> alright uh, with that we come to the end of this podcast Anurag thanks once again for sparing some time absolutely and meeting us on what is a lovely fucking afternoon in Bangalore yeah this weather is awesome are all man. afternoons by the way yeah, fuck you.
2: Yeah. Animesh, let's look out for jobs here now.
0: <laughs> I can actually technically move. Maybe.
1: Let, take it back, we're, Peter.
2: We're, we're starting horns up LLCs. <laughs> let's,
0: uh, yeah. Let's 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 look at whether we can break stuff down and rebuild it again in true Gallo style. You see oh, yeah. what I did there? Yeah. yeah,
2: uh-huh. yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Anurag, where can people find you if they if they need to find you, if they need to argue with you about your opinions about Gallows and Great Britain? Or if
2: they're trying to get you to review their or feature yeah. their band?
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, uh, just my full name, Anurag, tag at... Yeah, on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram, so don't look at look for me there. There's just like one hashtag that's out there. There's a hashtag. There's a hashtag. <laughs> you have a hashtag on Twitter. I'm looking
2: it up right now. <laughs> sure. Okay,
0: <laughs> Peter. Of course, you're at
2: Trend Crusher.
0: I'm at Asmoani. You can reach out to us. You can reach out to us uh, at Hon's Pod, and with the song with the sounds of eggs frying in the background. That's it for today. HornsUp, up, guys.
2: HornsUp. up. Horns
1: up.